you ready? I said, are you ready for Let's Talk World Hockey? And now, here are our hosts, Beth and Zach. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 45 of Let's Talk Woe Hockey. I'm your girl, Beth. Joined, as always, my other hand is on my mouse, so this is really awkward, by my dude, Zach. We are, of course, always brought to you by Five in a Game Sports Network. How are you doing today, buddy? Uh, doing good. Can't complain. It's Thursday. We get to talk hockey, so. I mean. Go. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm a lunch break. Honestly, there's really no other way to spend time off of work. Then talking about hockey. Let's be honest. No, I mean not the, I mean it's hockey. How can you not be not excited? How, how can you I mean I'm surrounded every workday by hockey. Um it's it's awesome. It's just a hockey it's turning into a hockey cave and I love it so much. Like I'm I'm jealous. I wish I could it, just stay home and be around hockey stuff all day. Yeah, it's it is quite nice and it's slowly turning into a very miniature version of my father's basement when he lived in Chicago. And I'm okay with that. I am 100% okay with that. I mean, it was, it is pretty nice. Not gonna lie. It's like, yeah, Yeah. it, it it was a a sight to behold. I very sad that he moved to Arizona just because of the loss of the hockey room, but it's fine. It will be resurrected in a different way because there's no basement in his house in Arizona. So they'll figure it out. He's gonna. He, uh, he has like a room in mind, and now it's just kind of putting everything together. And apparently, some things are gonna come and retire and live in Florida. And I'm not sad about that. So, just, just more, just more stuff, more stuff. Just for more you to stuff. Hang up and try to find find room for it. Just more stuff, and it's fine. I absolutely love it. We, of course, it's Thursday, and on Thursdays, we talk Blackhawks hockey. The boys it's, are back after the All Star break. It's been a bit. It, uh, we're we're back to talking about them. It's been like what? We're, two we're weeks? back to talking about them. We took our All Star break. The boys took their All Star break. Um, uh, last night, Wednesday night's game versus the Ducks. I really felt like that was a game that the Hawks were going to win. Like I watched the game. Everything was like they've got this. They've got this. And then they went to OT, and the Ducks were like, <laughs> "They don't got this. We got this." And it's an overtime loss. It's a point. It is what it is. The boys are still in the basement. That's the only game that's been played really since the All Star break. So to be I, mean, honest, I forgot they played last night because we haven't had hockey in a while. I completely forgot about it. I did not. I was. I was, <laughs> so I was excited. The the boys were back at home. You know, love games in front of the UC crowd. Um, this week, obviously, we're getting back into the normal swing of hockey things. Uh, the Hawks do have. Four games in the upcoming week. They are home again tomorrow versus Arizona. It's a 7.30 p.m. Central start. Then they travel to the peg for a 9 p.m. Central start on Saturday. Then they travel over to good old Montreal for a 6 p.m. Central start, which it's nice for us East Coasters when games start at 6 p.m. Central. Just saying. Um and then they hop on over to Toronto for another away game and another 6 p.m. start on Wednesday. So got a little bit of a road stretch here. I mean, obviously, it's nothing compared to, like, the circus trips of, of days gone by. Um, no, but, you know. Even the Winnipeg game is going to be a little bit later for the East Coast. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. 
nothing will ever compare to the two-week circus trip where it was like, oh, guess what? All your games are going to be like 10 o'clock in the East Coast. Have fun trying to watch your team. Every game's at 10 p.m. I hope you stocked up on coffee because you're going to need it, friends. Um, I mean, even those games are rough when you live in the central time zone because they still start at like 9.30 central. So Yeah, like 9, 9.30. So you're like... The only way it works out if you're like a if you're like in the mountain time zone where it's still like eight o'clock mm-hmm. is your start mm-hmm. time. But then when it's like back when it starts on the east coast or in the central, you're still talking like five or six for those yeah. starts. So that's really like... or, or like four, which still isn't too bad either. So it's mm-hmm. like it seems like the mountain time zone is like the perfect spot to be in. I, I, was, I was just gonna zone. say like the mountain time zone is like the perfect spot, especially for like sports fans. Yeah, when it comes to like evening games, because you don't have to stay up till ten thirty for a game to start. It's only eight thirty. Yeah, you don't have to worry about you know <clears throat> games that start at six central or starting at five Mountain. Well, the only the only thing is if it's like a one o'clock Eastern game, the game starts at like eleven in the morning. So, so guess- brunch and hockey. I'm sorry, there are zero complaints. Mimosas oh, well, and a hockey game. Let's go. Well, well if, unless it's like one of those random Friday starts at like one in the afternoon, then you're just like, okay, I guess okay. I'm kind of watching hockey. Thinking what though? 11 a.m. though, brunch and hockey. Not going to be upset about that. Put that on a t shirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I would <laughs> never be upset with like mimosas and hockey when we do our school day game every year for the ECHL because every team does one. And I, I know they do them in other leagues, but it's always on like a Tuesday and the game starts at like 10. So we have a mimosa tailgate and we just like have mimosas and like breakfasty snacky foods in the parking lot before the game, mostly because those are the only games out of the season that the arena does not sell alcohol. So I wonder why. I wonder why. Because teachers would be loaded and I would not blame them one bit. Uh, no, so, so what you're saying is that's when the breakfast burritos get get uh, brought out. It's like, here, here you go. Here, here's, your breakfast, here's, your breakfast, here's your breakfast burrito. Well, and it's really fun, too, because, like, we get free lunch for that game because they put, like, a little bag on every seat. And there's, like, a sandwich uh, and, like, a bottle of water and, like, all this other stuff. And, like, activity books. I have the activity books on my bookcase over here. Um well, because two years ago for the Iceman School Day game, they had like one or two whole pages that were about Woho. Yeah. And I loved that. They didn't have it this year. And I was like, I'm sorry. I have a problem. Where is it? And they were like, well, I was like, no, 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 no. You cannot include women one year and then be like, just kidding. No more. No. Mm-mm. How how dare you? How dare you? Unacceptable just not cool at all and i mean obviously a lot of blackhawks hockey hasn't happened this past two weeks that we've been gone other than the emergence of jason dickinson and patrick kane on the line together being pure perfection i mean who would have thought that again dickinson from vancouver would be like the thing that would work this year for patty kane i mean i'm not upset by it but it, it's happened so it's like what it's like what anthony cu dickinson and caner or is it like it's just it's it, but it's just like it those works. that it works, it, it, it like, works but i did not have that on my 22 23 blackhawk season bingo card that yeah. 
the yeah. perfect center for Patrick Kane is Jason Dickinson. If only, if only the Blackhawks figured this out four seasons ago, that would have been fantastic. That would have been great. If only they would have figured it out even at the beginning of this season. I mean, obviously we're tanking. We do have like the perfect tank goaltender in Peter Mrazek. We have the perfect chaos goaltender in Alex Stalock. We have the perfect storm of tanking seasons with goalies because they've both been either alternately injured or injured at the same time. So or, we're getting to see. Just, or they're just bad. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. But usually when we're calling guys up, like when we're calling up Jackson Stauber, it's not because the, the goalies are bad. Because obviously this season's goal oh, is yeah. to get into the draft lottery. I but mean, Jackson Stauber, though, he's, he's been pretty good, too, when he's, like, when he's been. He has idea. been. And I'm sure anytime the goalies get hurt, they're like, damn it, we got to call up the good kid. Uh <laughs> Uh, Why are we going to uh, call up Jackson Stauber? Which, by the way, great hockey name. Such a great name. name. Such I mean, a great, great name. But the the Jacks man, you love to see mm, it. So many, so many nickname possibilities for this kid. There really are. I mean, if he lived here, we would just call him the Duval Boy because that is what Jacksonvillians do. Um, yeah. But but thankfully he doesn't because no thank you. Um, but it's just like <laughs> oof. look i didn't choose our affiliation okay that was not my decision um but we've had kind of like this perfect storm of a tank season like obviously a few months ago things were extra rough when they were like we're just gonna lose like 17 games almost in a row and 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 give I, you all the pain i don't know what's worse that this year with this team or last year when we kind of went all in and we're yeah. still bad. Like honestly, at least yeah. this year we kind of like embraced that it was going to be bad. So it's not as bad, but yeah. it still sucks. We lose like, I understand losing, but that many in a row or in that, or that consecutive stretch of time mm -hmm. still kind of sucks. I wish we got a, a few extra wins there, Yeah, but we kind of knew it was coming. But last year though, well, and yeah, I still think last year was more rough because of the fact like, Oh, look, we went all in and still suck and still crap the bed. Last year was also extra rough because, like, the preseason wasn't rough. Like, you and I talked about this. Like, we were watching preseason Hawks games. Like, are they? Wait a minute. Are they? Wait. wait are they good? Like, this team is actually, like, kind of playing really well. And then the first game of the season happened. And then the second, and then the third, then the fourth, to the 11th. Yeah, yeah. oh nine and two to start a season off. Great yeah, start, but boys. Great start. like the preseason was there and it was like, okay, like I am cautiously optimistic about what I'm seeing on the ice. Mark andre Fleury was doing flower things like the boys are scoring at a rapid rate and then the cautiously left the building and then optimistic also left right behind it with its bags packed trying yeah, to no. sneak off in the middle of the night. Like, I feel like dying. optimistic left first and it was like, okay, let's just feel cautious about this season. It was like, oh, just kidding. Just <laughs> you know, to, yeah. Optimistic was like, bye. And then cautious. Kind <laughs> of snuck out, the cautious snuck out the back door. Yeah. Like, going for like, the milk. So, it was like, so sorry. I got to go to the grocery store. I'll be right back. And, and cautiously just never returned. Um, 17 years later. <laughs> <laughs> but like last season, it looked like good things were happening. 
moves were made that was like, huh, okay, I like this. This except is wonderful. One, except for one. Yes, there was one contract signing that we don't love, but also that or, was or that particular GM's like specialty. Or the trade. I mean, but the, we're, stuck, we're still talking beginning-ish of the season. Like those trade situations were not. Oh, I, I know. It's just. Mm, mm. And then this season started getting bad, like bad. Yeah. And, you know changes had to be had to be made like didn't need to be made they had to be made not just because of on ice situations but because of everything that happened with kyle beach and then there was a bit of an uplift we got like the very short period of time where we were like oh my gosh this coach is like your fun uncle and he's fun to have around and then we realized he also wasn't great uh, and then a whole bunch of trades happened and it finally set in when kyle davidson was like yes Friends, this is officially a rebuild. Like, we're not retooling. We were never not rebuilding. Like, we've been trying to rebuild for years, but I'm just ripping the Band-Aid off. Rebuild. Goodbye, Hagel. Goodbye, Debrinket. Goodbye, Doc. Like, bye, all of you guys. Enjoy your new homes. Um, yeah. We're going we're gonna to see what we can do. We've got a lot of young faces a lot of scoring from unexpected places this season, which honestly, I don't hate to see it. We've had the revolving door of Lucas Reichel up and down and up and down. But he actually, there was an article in The Athletic today, um, Scott Powers went down to Rockford during the All-Star break and spoke with Lucas. And he said, you know, he's happy that he's been getting the time. He's just trying to improve and, and be better. And he... Obviously, any professional hockey player wants to play in the NHL. Like, that's the goal. But he knows there's things in his game that he has to work on. So he's taking his time to do what he needs to work on. And that's great to see, like, developing prospects is something that we're not used to in the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Wait, uh, wait we, we do that here? No. Yeah, the last time we did that, it was this really elite goaltender um, he wore the number 50 and he was actually properly developed and then helped the team win two additional Stanley Cups in the 2010s. Um, you, you mean the same goal where people want, still want to crap on him for no reason because they don't know hockey? That'd be the one. Um, and also people want to use like his playing in the AHL as some sort of negative. And it's like you do realize that teams only can like really roster two goaltenders and and the field for goalies is is much smaller than forwards and defensemen and almost every NHL goalie has spent time in some sort of minor league system yeah and the, and the AHL isn't a like slapstick it's know. not like he's it, played in the SPHL for 17 years and then like moved up to the big leagues like yeah. he followed a typical development path especially for a goaltender yeah it's like um Welcome to how teams develop their players. Is that it's a development league, but it's also a high end league where yeah, you know, it still matters. So yeah, it's like okay, yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of people acting like that. The AHL is a, is a crap league. Oh, it doesn't oh, matter. Same. It's it's like it's like no, it's the no. it's the best mm -hmm. premier like development league in the world. Like yeah. Like the KHL has one too. Like almost yeah. every league has a development league. And every like some of the European clubs. 
like England that don't pretty much every pro sports league has some sort of developmental system. They have it in the NBA. They have it in the NFL. They have it in hockey. They have it in baseball. Like this is not NFL NFL not so much because there's like spring ball. That's really about it. But but they are growing that developmental portion of the game. But also most NFL players generally play a full four years of college football before they enter the league, which though it is not an official developmental system, that is also a way to develop players to bring them up into the major leagues. And the NFL is expanding, you know, the things that they're doing on the developmental side of things. But hockey has always had this system. Like the ECHL was founded in 1989, I want to say. Granted, it didn't start out as like the the double A version of hockey like that. That's not what it was. It started out as just another hockey league. But as time went on within a few seasons, it became a developmental league. Then the AHL and the IHL merged and became the second tier pro hockey league for the NHL. So like developing players isn't new it's just something that most people in the internet age aren't used to because they're just now finding out that these things exist whereas some of some of us have known that these things have existed the majority of our lives mostly because we've spent time at those games let me show zach this before we hit record I found this when I was putting the office back together. It is a vintage pewter hockey skate keychain from the ECHL and the Hampton Roads Admirals days. Like the ECHL has been around for a while and like developing players is definitely something Chicago sports fans are not used to, but it's not new to this game. And it's something that is needed. The ECHL has sent somewhere close to 800 players in its history, like have have signed and played in the NHL. I think it's it's either just before or has just crossed the 800 player number for members of the ECHL that have gone on to play in the NHL. Like this isn't yeah. new. No, it, go it, go to program. <laughs> go to program. It's it's like where have you been? Like where have you been? Now, I mean. It, I know we talked about one what the puck thing before we started recording, but it just dawned on me that we have a huge what the puck thing to talk about because this past week there was an SPHL game between the Vermilion oh. County Bobcats oh. and the Quad City Storm. And QC made the three hour bus trip to this game. If I was Quad City, I'd be so upset. Like, Really? Yes and no. And I and, and I'll get there because there is definitely a reason to not be upset. So Quad yes. City made the bus trip. They took warm-ups. They were out on the ice for the face-off. Vermilion County was issued a two-minute delay of game penalty. And then five minutes later, the game was forfeited by Vermilion County because they didn't show up. There was no home team at this hockey game. There were fans in the stands that came to this game, that came to watch their hometown team play hockey. And Quad City, you get the biggest stick taps because 
they they went they made the trip they dressed they warmed up i'm assuming right before like you're you're loading into the venue you know something's up because no one from the home team is in the in the tunnels doing anything obviously you know something's going on they still took warm-ups they still came out for the start of the game obviously you're going to want to get that w if you don't show up as well then like it's kind of a wash on the stats sheet nobody gets that game for a win but Fans showed up. Arena staff was there. They let people in. The refs all showed up. The only people who didn't show up were the home hockey team. And then they drop on Twitter this morning, several days after this incident has occurred, the following message, which was probably a shock to no one when you don't show up to your own home game. The Vermilion County Bobcats of the SPHL announced today that they have ceased operations effective immediately. Regretfully, the Bobcats have ceased operations, said Ellen Tully, owner of the Vermilion County Bobcats. It is a sad day for hockey fans in Danville, but I want to personally thank them for their loyalty to the Bobcats over the past two seasons. Information on season ticket refunds will be announced in the near future. What an, I, absolute, what an absolute joke. Like, the team wasn't good. I looked up the stats. Like, I, I pulled I pulled numbers and sent them to my co-host over here, Mr. Zach Martin, because it wasn't great at all for this team. Last season, they were 5-46-5-0. That is a 15-point season. That's like what five overtime wins. That's or five, five overtime, overtime losses. So they won five total games, but they got five extra points because of the, because they went to overtime five times. That is a what? fifteen point season. That's so bad. That's so bad. This season so far, they were four twenty four zero and two. So in the course of two seasons. This team lost almost an entire NHL season of games and there were still games to be played because they had lost 70 games in two seasons. Well, here's the thing though. It wasn't even two. It was like a season and a half. They went through like 10 yeah. coaches. They've went through yeah. 10 coaches in a year and a half. Yeah. Like yeah. How, can you, how can you just start a team then go through 10 coaches in a season and a half? Yeah. Did, did you see it was like what a thousand pims? Yeah, last season they had 1,004 penalty minutes. I'm still waiting on the kind of finalized numbers. I did kind of the math, but my calculator on my computer was being a jerk, and I kept losing my place. But I believe so far this season they were over the 300 penalty minute mark. One of their players had 80 pems already this season. 80. 8-0. NHL teams don't even get 1,000 in a season. Yeah. They they, they don't even get near 1,000 in a season for an NHL team. I, I know it's the SPHL and it's like more of the wild, wild west in terms mm-hmm. of hockey because it kind of is because it's like it's like so many. T- I think it's like a tier below the ECHL. It is. We're so talking- the the way the kind of tier works, it's NHL, AHL, ECHL. Then on the same sort of level, you have the SPHL and the FPHL. And I believe there's another the, one. You, it's the USHL. Yeah. No, USHL is like u8 to junior hockey i think uh, it, it's okay it's there well it's like their equivalent of the chl but it's also college. yeah because they have guys like committed to college too yeah so it, it, it's it's weird 
Well, and there are players who develop out of the SPHL and and make their moves. I mean, Scott Darling is one of them. Yes, obviously he had kind of a, a rough personal life go during a lot of that time. And he was obviously a league journeyman when it came to goaltending. But he played for a while in the SPHL and then worked his way back up to eventually winning a Stanley Cup with his hometown Chicago Blackhawks. But yeah, the SPHL is so it's it's yeah. like a full tier of like professional hockey, but so yeah. it's more of like a wild wild west style of how how the game is played and a lot more different things happen. But it's like to be that bad, yeah, to have that many pims, yeah, absolutely bonkers. The fact that you've had that many coaches too. Like, well, no wonder why you're so bad. You you don't have a voice that's going to last longer than like what a month and a half. Well, and. and- not only that, if you are just cycling, if you go through essentially on average five coaches a season, how are the boys supposed to learn a system? How are they supposed to have any trust in the leadership in the locker room? Like, because 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 the hockey season is like what six months? Usually, it's like October to April. Yeah, so like right around six months. So you're telling me you have a coach every other every month? You have a new coach? Like, yeah, how are you? Yeah. Like, how are you- how are you supposed to like? You're like, oh, here's your new head coach. All right, we'll see. We'll see how you, if you even last past this month. And it's like that's so three bad. weeks later. Hey, here's your new head coach. Like, it's just so bad. Like, it's. I, th- I think someone said too. Like, they, like they were averaging less than like 400 fans a game. It was like this this they season like, they were averaging three to four hundred. Last season their average attendance was around fifteen sixteen hundred. Yeah. So they, they had like ten skaters left on the roster. Like something like that, yeah. Everyone was just dipping. They're like, forget. Which you can't. Do you play. blame like, them? Like, like what? No, you really can't. It's like, why would you want to stay around with a team that's that bad? You're not even averaging five hundred yeah. people a night. It's like, why? Well, and try? I mean, a lot of fan, a lot of players in this league, they do it for the fans. They do it for the hockey fans, especially in a place like Danville, Illinois, where there isn't a lot of pro hockey. I mean, obviously, you're in Illinois, so you're close to pro hockey. But they do it for the fans. And there were still several hundred fans there for the game that did not happen. And Quad City gets huge stick taps because not only did they travel, dress, warm up, and get ready to play that game. Post-game, they stayed out on the ice and invited every single fan in the building to come down and skate with them. Which is really cool. It shows the fact that even though they like they did the whole trip, the fact that they even like stayed and like did it for the fans and actually like gave them an experience because the fact that they like their own money, their own travel to get there to watch this to watch the mm-hmm. hockey that you don't get any. It was nice the fact that they at least gave fans something to talk about. Yeah, well, and I mean, huge stick taps to even the arena support staff because you have to know that like inside that building there were probably a lot of rumblings about the fact that like. None of the boys are here. Well, let's open the doors and set up concessions and take tickets and get everybody going, ready to go for this game that pretty much everybody in the building was thinking wasn't going to happen. And then obviously warmups was the big clue that this game probably isn't going to happen. And those fans and that support staff, they still stayed. I mean, that's warmups is 20 to 30 minutes minimum before puck drop. Everybody could have left and I, just I, dipped. 
yeah, I think there was a video too of like I think it was like they did a puck drop or something. There was a guy from Quad City just did like a full like Yeah. Like he did like a full fastest skater lap around the arena and I'm like, you know what? Go for it, buddy. What else are you gonna do? Like, go for it. Yeah. I mean, it's such an embarrassment to that to the SPHL in general, because this could have been handled differently. VC very simply could have been like, hey, here's the deal. We can't move further from from this point on. We we just can't. We can't. Like, we don't have the money. We don't have the bodies. We don't have whatever it is. Yeah. Like, we're so sorry. We are going to cease operations. But no. Instead, they brought fans into the building. They brought support staff in. They brought a visiting team from three hours away into the arena for them to watch no hockey. And that is not okay. I would be extra pissed if I was in that crowd. Like, I I get really amped up for hockey games. Like, I'm ready to go. I am on, like, another level. I am, I am psyched. I'm ready to get in the building, do my routine, see my people eat my pizza, get ready for hockey. If I did all of those things and then they were like, just kidding, the game is forfeited because your team didn't show up. I'm sorry. What? You're like, it'd be one thing if it was like the away team didn't show up because like, you know, maybe a bus, you know, maybe the bus broke down. Accident, traffic. Something like that. But when it's the actual home team, that's pretty bad yeah so like, like you like you could have that could have been in your control to like shut it down yeah shut it down but to let the other team come three hours away and then do yeah. all that it's like so you basically and, wasted almost everyone's time yeah well in like sphl team budgets they're not huge like echl and sphl guys make like three to five hundred dollars a week yeah like they make like regular people money. They don't make like NHL people money. They make like regular, I work a nine to five people money and they only get that for six months out of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, there are other perks like in the ECHL housing is provided. So the team provides like apartments or condos or whatever for the players to stay in and they cover utilities, et cetera. But still as a salary, you're making like three to $500 a week. Yeah, like you're you the, aren't making like yeah, and like, like even like league minimums for like the NHL or the AHL, it's like you're not making like seventy thousand dollars a year. No, no, like I think because I think the AHL league minimum is what eighty grand, something like that. Yeah, and the NHL league minimum is like eight hundred grand. Well, I think with the ECHL is like what. The ECHL is no, it's not even that because the the salary cap in the ECHL is different. So it's broken up on a weekly basis mm-hmm. because obviously, like people get hurt, call ups, send downs, etc. AHL player salary doesn't count towards your salary cap, and there's all sorts of like weird things that have to be yeah. fit in there. But yeah. the typical like ECHL player salary, I think like the maximum per week an ECHL player can make is like seven hundred or eight hundred dollars. 
it's not, and that's like veteran salary, which means you've played more than 220 professional hockey games in your career. That's like what? How many? That would be what four seasons, something like that, close to there. Depends because, yeah, like four or five. Um, like we have a guy on the Iceman who was technically here for season one of the Iceman, which was five seasons ago because we're in season six now. But he decided to go back to college. Hi, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, he he decided to go back to college. And yeah. so, like, he played a couple, like, a handful of games in Jacksonville, went back to college for four years, and is now actually in the AHL. He's playing for Hartford. Um, and so uh, there's a large gap of time between yeah. his professional playing. And, I mean, like, injuries, et cetera. It's, it's games dressed towards your veteran status. It's not games that you were rostered. Right. So... Like there are people who take seven, eight plus years to reach that goal. Uh, ECHL seasons are 72 games. So oh 10 God. less than the NHL. Yeah. And so, I mean, realistically, you could hit that in like two and a half, three seasons. If you play every single game, not including playoffs. Sheesh. And there's like veteran limits on ECHL rosters as well. You can only have so many veteran players signed to your team so e uh, ECHL is yeah it, it is a wild wild place yeah. um so and then the only other thing uh, number one we don't have a black hawk of the episode i checked number 45 there really are not any great options um technically this was supposed to be a woe show number anyway and this was supposed to be calvin Hans episode but you know we took the all-star break off um I would like to once again revisit our discussion about Patrick Kane and his desire to stay or leave in Chicago. Oh, here we go again. Where have I seen this movie before? This is at least the fourth time I think we've talked about it this season alone. Oh, my goodness. Patrick Kane yesterday, I think it was, had an article. Was it two days ago? It was either yesterday or two days ago. I can't remember. But there was an article on ESPN because I sent it to you about how he has yet to make a decision on what he wants to do come the trade deadline that is very quickly approaching. We are less than a month away from the trade deadline. Patrick Kane has not made a decision on whether he wants to stay or go somewhere else. Yesterday, the NHL Network... Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are ready to leave Chicago. No, what? That's not, how, not how it works. They, they, he said he doesn't know. Didn't say he was. So yeah. Not, and not, it's not how it he, one one doesn't correlate with the other. No, well, and, I mean, yes, they have the same agent, etc. But neither of them have made a decision yet. Everybody's panicking because Jonathan Taves missed two practices with a non-COVID related illness. The man has an autoimmune disorder. He's going to have a cold sometimes. That's how that works. Patrick Kane had a maintenance day. Oh my God, Patrick Kane's been traded. No, he needs a day off because he's a veteran. He needs the man is off. 34 years old. It's crazy. He needs a day off every now and then. It's crazy to think that he's 34 already. Like, what happened? I know. 
because he's two years younger than I am. He's three years older than I am. Hmm. Um, but like the dude is in his mid thirties. He's going to need a maintenance day. Nobody was losing their mind when Mary and Hosa needed maintenance days before we knew about his skin allergy situation. Yeah. Nobody was losing their minds when Duncan Keith took a maintenance day because he was old. Or Siebes. Siebes needed like two new hips. Nobody lost their mind before they knew he needed two new hips and he took a maintenance day. Yeah. Patrick Kane is 34. Calm down. Calm down. Maybe he wanted to take PK3 to, to the Science Museum or to the Navy Pier. Like, chill, Chicago. NHL Network chill. needs chill. NHL Network has always needed extra chill because they just go off the rails every time with everything. Because I, I think it's like them and the MLB network are kind of in the same building almost because they because they kind mm-hmm. of like share. They hosts. are, yeah. So I, like, it's just like they all. It's almost like a collective hive mind of like let's just be extra unnecessary for no reason today. It's insane. Like I mean, I sent that video to you. What was it this morning? And yeah. I was like, "Tell me you don't know how to read without telling me you don't know how to read." Because he very specifically was quoted, like it was in quotation marks. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I haven't made a decision. No, he's leaving. He's leaving. No, he's no. out the door. No, not what he said. So, no? Patrick, Kane, Patrick Kane has not left the building. No, Patrick Kane the second and Patrick Kane the third are still in the city of Chicago. Kelly is just being sassy AF. And that is absolutely okay because, like I said, I am on my lunch break. So we do need to wrap this up a little bit. It's nice having two episodes a week because we don't have to, like, like this is at the almost 40-minute mark. And it's like, it's okay because we're going to talk again on Sunday about different hockey. Yeah. So, my friend Zach, well... Can the humans find you on the internet? They can. I delete all my social media. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here is the only place that they can find you on the internet. No, you can find me on Twitter at one sure Zach. That's only sure Zach. It's spelled like the number one, not the actual number itself, like the O Neaters. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Zach R. Martin 22, where I do a mix of different things of hobbies that I like to like to share about and then if you want to find my written articles for field pass hockey i'm at fph checkers on twitter and you can go check out my articles at fieldpasshockey.com and there's my dog (laughs) beth where can people find you on the socials on twitter you can find me at wonder beffers that is like the word wonderful not the number one like that guy over there as he waves And there's a thing that I forgot, and I'm sad that you didn't remind me. You can find me on Instagram at goodbetterbeffers, where you will mostly see my dogs and my cat, because that's what Instagram is for. It's for it's for pets and food. Pets and food. I know know for your Twitter, like it is wonder. Like I wonder what happened to the Oneater. So I guess it was confusing. So yes, exactly. And then of course you can find our podcast on the socials as well. 
on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Talk Hockey Pod. And of course, you can always watch this episode on our YouTube where we are at Let's Talk Wo Hockey. Make sure you like subscribe and and like hit the little bell and turn on all notifications. Hit like. And the then video. like hit like and like leave your thoughts in the comment section. Share it with your and friends and family. Share it with your friends and family. Like post it on your socials. If you post it on your socials, like tag us in it because we will absolutely come and hype you up and bring all the Wohawks to your feeds. We will. Nobody's done it yet. At least they haven't tagged us if they have. But we would 100% bring the crew. Indubitably. Indubitably. So this has been the 45th episode of Let's Talk Wo Hockey. I'm Beth. That's Zach. And we will catch you on Sunday for some Wo Show time. Bye, guys. Now avoid the stuff and go enjoy your game misconduct. See you next time.